Yeah, it was that time again, but now it's like really, really that time again. Yeah. And it's to okay. listen, I just wanted to address a couple questions on the post that I made. Um, did you even see the post I made? Yeah. Yeah. Little okay. cross bob with his, his headband. Yeah, as to why we are, are late. Um, so, yes, Crosby busted his head open. Um, the dogs were playing rambunctiously as they do and knocked into him. And he fell and hit his head on our island stool. Like the footrest of the island yeah. stool? Um, and no, he didn't get stitches. Um, we just glued it shut. Just glued her on up. And like, before you judge us, judge us if you shall, whatever. But it stopped bleeding, like literally within minutes. Yeah, so it's no, not like it was, it was like bleeding. It was like, gauzed just all day. Yeah. And then by the end of the day, we're like, well, this wound needs to be closed. Yeah. Like now, now that we know we're all good, it needs to be closed. So we decided to glue it. Yeah, and it's doing well. Like he didn't yeah. complain about it. It's at all not today. just crazy glue either. Like it's you know like like close a wound up glue. We're good. He's yeah, okay. Yeah, like liquid bandage. And you know what? Crazy enough, and maybe it's just me overthinking stuff. I feel like he's speaking better today Shut than he up. ever has in his life. <laughs> I don't know. It's one of those things where like you get a head injury and then you have like an epiphany and you're just like magically better at something. I don't know. You're hoping that's what happened. Ah, I mean, he's not speaking worse. I know that's for sure. Yeah. So he's, he's doing well. For those of you very, that were yeah. worried, he is doing fine. Um, everything is fine. Thank you for the concerns, though. Yeah. It's good to know and also, like, care. we have had to glue AJ's head before, so we were pretty much professionals. Yeah. Whenever Calista and I first met, I split my head open on one of those, like, radiator, radiator heaters. Yeah, the heater. You should tell him why. How did that happen, babe? Uh, I was laying on the floor, and I tried hopping to my feet like a ninja would, and I completely missed my feet and flung completely forward. And, man, I, like... Full send from the ground forward, 180 degrees, headbutted this thing. And that time we also were like, we're not going to the hospital, let's just glue it. Yeah, well and that time was fine. because we were incredibly poor. And I don't yeah, even know if I had... Yeah, we had state insurance. I feel like it would have been fine. I didn't. You had state insurance. We had just started dating. Yeah, yeah, we. True. Yeah, you were on state insurance. I was still a temp at NASCO, and I don't even know if I had insurance, but if so I listen, did... So listen, 10 years later, we still have crappy insurance, and we did well, not no, want to go yeah. to the hospital. We have MediShare, which isn't crappy insurance, but it definitely, I don't know, I'm not getting into the insurance thing right now. Um, I'm getting over this cold thing still, and if you're listening, there's a chance that you're probably getting over a cold thing too. And it seems like it's never ending. Like it's one you, of those colds where it like dude. goes away and then it comes back and then it goes away and it comes back. I have actually just finally recently like completely knock on wood gotten over. That's it. what you think. Yeah, you but don't it's know. been like a week. I feel like Bro, since I've had any kind of sort of I've even been slight symptoms since I since like the beginning of January, and I'm never really sick, and then I'm never sick this long. And on top of it, I have a cough, and that's why I I AJ warn you. Hates I hate coughs. Coughing is annoying if to you me. Cough, and AJ's in the room, you can guarantee he's glaring at you. In utter disgust. Yeah. You keep those high-velocity germs in your own mouth. And I can't stand it, because I have a cough now. And on Sunday, I was preaching, and I was coughing, and then my face was getting hot because I and was I getting And I find distracted. it hilarious that now I get to glare at him when he coughs. And it's inst- it instantly sends me to... <laughs> Because I'm like, you disgusting human being, is myself. But anyway, so if I start coughing, um, please forgive me. Anyway, Calista has a bunch of notes for today. I don't have a bunch of notes, but there is something that's been kind of weighing heavily on my heart for a while. And I kind of like, I didn't forget about it, but it just like, 
kind of like slipped to the back of my mind. And recently, um, I, it just started weighing heavily on me again. And so I just did some research and, um, I just wanted to talk a little bit about, um, just an area that I feel like churches in general, not just Lighthouse, but churches in general are lacking today, I feel like more so than ever. Um, and that is, um, I feel like as churches, we lack support for those in our congregation that are struggling. Yeah, like internal internal care. I think that we're really great at, at helping and reaching people outside of our walls. I do think that that is an yeah. area. I mean, we could obviously be better, but I think that that's an area that Lighthouse is, is great in. Um, however, and again, not just Lighthouse, I've done my research, and I think that it is an area that churches in general are lacking. I think support for people inside our walls is lacking. Yeah, I mean, you know, you look at a lot of things I see when people talk about churches in public or churches on social media and things like that. It's like, why isn't the church doing more? Or like, you don't need a church, you know, to to evangelize. Like, we can have church out on the out on the corner. You know, we can have church here, here, and here. Why do you have to be inside of a building? Well, I was listening to a um, podcast on church membership, and they talk about the reason churches and church membership is so important is because of the community that you get there and not just the community but it's almost like it's almost like joining a care club if you want to call it that because it should be it should be joining that's what the idea of a community and a covenant membership of a church is because a covenant membership of a church isn't saying i'm going to come on sunday and bring my bible every time that's not what a a covenant membership is it's just like a child dedication we're not saying like okay this child is dedicated to god and he's going to do all the work no when we dedicate a child to the lord we're saying i as a parent am going to teach my child about jesus and foster their relationship and you as a congregation are going to support the best that you can and hold me accountable to be a good parent and that's the same way with the covenant membership is that we promise to ourselves and to each other that we're going to be caring for each other and i agree with you wholeheartedly um i can think of an example right now that i don't think any i think everybody in our church probably knows is going on but there's nobody necessarily stepping up to be a support system and i think everybody in their own church could say there's probably at least one scenario where they're like i could do better at taking care of this well and i don't want people to like i know personally you and I, I would love to, like, even especially in this past season that we kind of just went through, we had so much support. And I don't yes. mean, that's not the kind of support I'm talking about. Like, I know that when we have an issue, example, I know when our roof started leaking, I knew I could call Jay and right. he would help us because I just know that's, like, we have that support there. I knew that. I know that if there's a time that we needed groceries, if for some reason there was a time that we couldn't afford groceries, I know that there are people that we could go to that would be willing to help us. Things like that, I don't think we're lacking in. I think our church supports each other very, very well in that way. Um, And in that way, I feel like our church is a family, and I love that about Lighthouse. Um, But the 
the support that I'm talking about is the support for deeper issues that people don't want to talk about. Exactly. That's what, the, I'm, that's what I'm pointing I to. I feel like it's hard. It's a hard line because it's like, well, if they don't want to talk about it, how are we supposed to know that it's happening? And I get that. But I just like I wanted to pull up some stats um, on a couple things that just instantly popped to my head. Um, and just just so we can kind of view what that could look like. So one out of every 12 men struggle with alcohol. One out of every 25 women struggle with alcohol. 200,000 Americans struggle with porn addiction. That's 200,000 Americans that have admittedly said, and that's I struggle. No, that's in general. Okay. Um, one out of five people that you come across struggle with a mental illness. Okay, now these are things that people don't want to talk about. Depression, anxiety, addiction. These are things that people like to keep to themselves. It's things that we're ashamed of. It's things that we don't want to talk about, and that makes it hard. The problem is that only 27% of churches in America have a game plan for if that is brought up to them. 27% of churches in general have a plan or a, um, what's the other word I'm looking for? Like an action plan, a course yeah. of action. As to how they will help somebody in their church if they come across that. Now, I know that these are just numbers, but like reality is if you put those numbers into existence in Lighthouse, that means that approximately, I would say, one out of every 10 people in our church is struggling with something that they're not talking about. Yeah, which would equate to about 15 people. That's intense. Yeah. Like, to me, that hurts my heart. That there's 15. And, and like I said, I can only think of one off the top of my head. And that's just because we know some of these people on a personal level, which I'm obviously not divulging in any information. But I know of one situation where, and it's not particular to any one of those things. Don't start guessing and things like that. But just as somebody who is working with inside the church, if there's 15 people hurting, I only know of one. Yeah. And so, like, I guess I don't really know what I wanted to get out of this talking about this other than the fact that just making, like, it has to start somewhere. Well, I think I think the big start is, and I was going to start a sermon series on um, church membership, but um, with our church going through some transitions, me not being the senior pastor, I felt like it wasn't my place. But the very end of the church membership series, obviously you begin talking about the importance of church membership. As I mentioned, once you're in this community, um, you kind of have that, that commune of like, let's help each other. Let's get on these levels to know each other deeper than you would just know people in like your town community because the final step is small groups life groups huddles crews whatever you call it whatever you call your little five people your closest five people in your life that's the benefit of a of a church and a membership is that game plan to engage life groups because the whole congregation doesn't need to know about it you know and that and maybe that's why i only know one out of the 15 people are hurting because there's other groups of people that know about, you know, one of the other 14 or, or some odd like that. But I think that's where it starts is having small groups, having life groups, having those people that um, 
you can intentionally go to, you can go to them and say, I'm struggling with X, Y, Z, and you know me on such a level that you can support me in this, or you know somebody on such a deep level that you're going to see patterns in their life that aren't adding up. Yeah. And you're going to see behavior from them that would uh, solicit you to ask a question. Are you struggling with alcohol? Like, you seem off right now. Or, you know, let me see your phone, dude. Like, I just want to check on you. Or um, you've seemed really angry and anxious lately. Like, you know, how are you feeling mentally? And that's just the short list like Callista had. When you know somebody on a level like that, you you have the respect and the honor to say, as a brother or a sister in Christ, I love you. I want to know how you're doing here. And that is what my mind like kept going back to is like, man, that's why it's so important to have small groups. That's why it's so important to have life groups, people that you get together with on a weekly, on a monthly basis where you are holding each other accountable and you're praying together and you are interceding for each other. And man, how important is it? And that is something that I think, um, Pastor Jason is is passionate about, um, and so I'm excited about that. Um, but I guess, like, I just want to encourage you, if you're listening to this today and you don't have that, you don't have a small group or a life group or somebody to hold you accountable. Yeah, or even and just to, a person. Yeah, to intercede for you, like, man, find somebody. Find somebody and be like, hey, maybe you know somebody who's struggling with the same thing you're struggling with. And you're like, hey, do you want to maybe start a group? Yeah. Like a group where we can just be there for each other whenever we're struggling with this or whatever that looks like. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what the solution is. I just felt so heavily like it's something that needed to be brought to the table. Like, hey, like I'm not pointing my fingers at anyone. But like let's work together as a church family to make – ourselves a church where we're not just a beacon of hope for those that have it together, right? We're not a church of perfect people, but we're a church who are a light to those who are struggling and maybe ashamed to say that they're struggling. Just broken people helping broken people. Yeah, man. That's all it is. There's not a perfect person anywhere in the world, let alone a church. I mean, I think a church is the most full of broken people um, because we finally humbled ourselves and realized like I'm not enough on my own and I need Jesus for everything. And where Jesus is everywhere, I need real people to lean against. I need real people to say real words to and hear real words back in real time. And scripture says, you know, like iron sharpens iron. Don't forsake community. Yeah. You have to have those people around you that are going to be willing to sharpen you when you need sharpened because we're all going to go dull, right? We're all going to um, face something at some point that's going to make us turn our backs and we need somebody who's going to be there to turn us back around and get us right back on the right track, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I had preached out of first John chapter two verses 24 and 25 on Sunday. And, you know, that passage says, do not forget the things that you had heard. I think that's a big, big part of community. You know, John writes this letter telling these people, you know, he has a relationship with them and and God bless it that we get to read this letter, you know, hundreds of thousands of years later and have that same reminder we need to talk to our friends and our families and our church the exact same way don't forget the things that you've heard bring it back to jesus bring it back to scripture bring it back to when you first got saved bring it back back to when you got baptized you can't just do that to a stranger necessarily Mm -hmm. and and maybe you don't go to church 
Maybe you're listening to this and you're not a churchgoer for, you know, whatever reason. And there's some things you just have trouble really nailing down in your life. And you're like, man, if I could just get this together, I want to tell you from experience, you can find that in church. And no church is perfect. And church isn't going to be the magical answer. But, you know, I may have used this illustration before in the podcast. I know I'd preached on it. How likely are you to see a lion out on the middle of the interstate? Could happen, I guess. How likely are you to see a lion if you go to the big cat exhibit at the zoo? Much more likely. You're going to find the peace, the only peace that can fix your life whenever you're in that presence. You're much greater to find it there. And in church, in a godly community, you're going to find Jesus. And, and you can be the one that facilitates and brings it to the table and says, I was struggling with things alone and I need people. Yep. And that might get people to step up. I think it just takes each person being bold in their own skin to just go out and be like, this is where we And I just feel like it takes be. somebody just saying, like, listen, you're not alone. Yeah. Like, you are not struggling with this alone. You are not, like, you don't have to bear this burden on your own. Like, we can bear each other's burdens and, yeah. and walk through this together. Yeah. So, you know, it's only 14 days till Valentine's Day. So if you're going to be stuck, just kidding. I had I to lighten like, things what? up. I had to lighten things up. If, well, if you're I, alone on Valentine's Day, just go to church. <laughs> People love you Does there. Does Valentine's Day fall on a Sunday? I don't know. I know it's on uh, February 14th, right? That's yeah, Valentine's it's Day? every year, yeah. Well, I don't, it's not like Thanksgiving or anything where it's like the first Tuesday of the month. Or, <laughs> so I don't know. Let's find out. That'd be fun. No, nah, it's on a Wednesday. That's no. boring. Uh, but it's on a youth group night. That's fun. Oh, look at that. You're going to have a Valentine's Day party? Maybe. Yeah, that's weird. Oh, I could write them all Valentine's. That'd be oh, fun. That would be fun. Um, Listen, something pretty important that we forgot to mention in the beginning of this podcast is that we voted um, the lanes in. We did. Um, Pastor Jason Lane, who, has, who is still in Florida, will be making his way to Illinois as soon as he can. He's given his notice to his home church and... Um, real side note here, pray for their home church. Um, anytime anybody goes anywhere, you know, anytime a pastor leaves a church for whatever reason, um, you know, pray for that congregation, that body, that community. Um, and then be praying for, you know, safe, hasty trip to welcome, um, pastor Lane and his family in and that, you know, we'll have long, many years, um, of them to just bless us and the Lord to bless him and, and just see what exciting next season that um, a church like Lighthouse gets to enter into. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we're super pumped up about that. Can't wait to see how the Lord uses them here in Nashville. And um, yeah, so I thought it would be fun if we ended today's podcast with facts about Florida. Since It would have almost been Florida. funnier if you would have done a bunch of Florida man stories. Oh my gosh, I love Florida man stories. Yeah. Okay, look up a good Florida man stories while I tell some facts about All right, about go for it. Okay, pick the best one. We're only going to do one. They are so good, though. They are hilarious. Okay, so fact number one. Florida has the most golf courses of any state of America. What was that? I'm sorry. I was typing. It's okay. Florida has the most golf courses of any state in America. All right. Yeah. Um, approximately 1,000 people move to Florida each day. Wow. Like, my goodness. Actually... Good thing you're leaving Florida. You're running out of room. Right. <laughs> I mean, my goodness. That's a lot. Um, there are no dinosaur fossils on record in Florida. That is very strange. That is interesting. I, I guess they wouldn't want to go down there. I guess. I don't know. It's tropical. Oh, it says during the dinosaur age, the Florida peninsula was underwater. It was totally non-existent as a landmass. Hmm. 
That's interesting. Very interesting. Huh. I wonder how true that is. Um, you must register your car in Florida, even if you only live there part time. So even if it's just like your summer home, you still have to register your car there. Wonder what the cost is for that. I don't know. That's a bummer, though. Honestly. Um, it's the flattest state in America. As somebody who lives in Illinois, I find that hard to believe. <laughs> no kidding. Well, once you get to Southern Illinois, so, yeah. Look, nor yeah, from like Northern Illinois is so flat. From Nashville up, really. Yeah. Like really, once it's you hit such a boring yeah. drive. Now all of Southern Illinois gets pretty hilly and rocky and stuff like yeah. that. But poof, it can't be the most flat. Like Wyoming. I don't know. Mm. Oklahoma. I feel like there's nothing in Oklahoma. Yeah. I anyway. Don't know. Anyway, Florida's official reptile is the. Uh, I don't know, iguana? What? Alligator. Oh, yeah, that makes sense because of Florida Keys. Yeah. And I always, like, I thought it would be an interesting side note. Florida really makes it out like alligators are everywhere, right? And so I thought it would be interesting to figure out how many people have actually died from alligators in Florida. So I also looked that up. Well, because everybody's got those cages around their pools. Well, yeah, but they're still everywhere. Yeah. So I'm like, I bet, like, when I think of Florida, I think of, like, people are probably dying all the time. Well, I'm not dying. I mean... I feel like it's 2023. Like, you've been prepared long enough. I bet the stats are 1924. Oh, man. Yeah, I got you there. Holy moly. Um, so, since 1948, that's okay. how, that's when they started, um, started keeping There were so many people this. dying. They're like, we got we to gotta start counting so on actually, both hands. So, actually, since 1948, there has been over 450 alligator bites recorded, oh. which I don't feel like that's a lot, honestly. Look, that's, that's what, 60, 70, 80 years? That's 80 years? Yeah, 450, that's not a lot. And only 30 of them have been fatal. So I feel like people really make Florida out to be worse than I, Yeah, I really thought it was like uh, that's Australia. That's through 2022. Still. Yeah, but still. I feel like Florida's really safer than you might think. Yeah. Okay, anyway. Um, it's not safer whenever you read the headline, shirtless Florida man found climbing tree like Tarzan after police chase. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Better look out. I love it. Okay, the last fact I have that I found interesting is that um, Florida produces the most oranges in America. Yeah, Florida oranges. Right, but isn't it like George? Oh, that's peaches. Yeah. LOL. Just yeah. kidding. Just kidding. Florida just oranges. kidding. Georgia peaches is what I was thinking of. Wanted peaches Florida right woman found hiding inside couch. What? That's a perfect hiding place. I guess so. Who would have yeah. thunk it? All right, you got one more off before we leave off? Um, what? I don't know. I'm not comfortable saying any of these on this podcast. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I can't wait. We're Whenever the Lane family gets here, we're obviously going to get them on the show, and uh, we'll see if surprise. Jason's got any. Yeah, surprise. <laughs> we'll see if Jason's got any super wacky uh, stories yeah. to tell from his time in Florida. Or he's like, no, man, I lived in a very vanilla part of Florida. All right, guys. Well, sorry again that we were late, but thank you so much for understanding and pray for our little boy that he would um, just get back together. And yeah, let's like hope the the glue holds. You know, no headshots, no CTE. We're we're good. All right, y'all.